Austin Rugby fans, it's time once again for your favorite rugby podcast, both in video and audio form, as always, so you can see our smiling faces or not look at our smiling faces, whatever you prefer. We don't care. What a great week it has been. Lots of excitement. If you're watching, this is not the normal. Sorry, this is not the normal Alex that we have on the show. Uh, Alex Reese couldn't make it on this week. We had Bradley Yandel uh, earlier in the season. Uh, Brad has unfortunately moved away. He moved to Nashville, so maybe we'll bring him on. You know, once more before the season's over. But uh, I do miss Brad. He's a great one. But we have replaced Alex Reese this week with another great Alex, a new AG rugby fan, a new resident of Austin. Uh, and of course, by the jersey he's wearing, uh, which is very red. Um, and for those who are listening, it is, uh, yeah, a, a Welsh jersey. We have coming all the way from the Welsh region, uh, Mr. Alex Kalpa. Alex, welcome to Austin, man, and welcome to the podcast for the first time. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, uh, I come from Wales. Uh, my family are Welsh. I went to school in England, so Uh-oh. I don't have a Welsh accent. Don't let that fool you. Um, yes, yeah, so no, no, no. I'm from a place, a little town, a little town called Neath, with a proud rugby history. And obviously, because I'm Welsh, uh, there's like three things Welsh people do: we sing, we drink, we play rugby. Uh, I've been lucky enough to do two of those things on a vaguely professional basis. So, and that'd, that'd uh, be singing uh, and drinking, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Hey, uh, for those who maybe have been in the supporters group, if you follow along, a couple of weeks ago, Alex had actually a great write-up, uh, kind of his analysis of the match. He, I man, it was it, it was fantastic. We're we're glad to see it. Alex is a a writer. He is a so- he's also a musician as well, um, which kind of drew him here to Austin in the first place. And kind of got stuck here uh, during COVID <laughs> and okay. said, holy shit, there's a rugby, there's a professional rugby team here. And, and now, <laughs> and now a Gil Groniak and an AG, you know, a passionate fan through and through, eh? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I met my wife. Uh, we were both working on ships uh, at the time. I met her in Hong Kong uh, and her family are based in Austin. Oh, nice. Uh, or half of her family. So uh, I ended up uh, marrying her. Uh, last August, yeah. and so I'm now here in Austin. Um, but yes, so I already had a strong um, opinion of Texas as a rugby place because my dad worked with an American gentleman, a Texan. Okay. This would have been early 90s, and uh, oh god, for the I'm so embarrassed, I can't remember his name. <laughs> if there's any Texans, any Texan rugby fans who are watching this, who know of anyone that worked in London for a company called Airborne Express. Um, please get in touch. Be great to catch post up. It, post he, it he was posted out. He was a he was a big dude. He was like six five, two sixty. Wow! And he said he played eighth eighth man for Texas. I don't know whether it was Texas State or the or university or something like that. Interesting. But at, at the time, I was you know so uh, um, addicted to playing rugby and wanting to learn everything about it. It just blew my mind that it was uh, in, also in the United States, in Texas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Te- and Texas obviously, they've been. Okay. There have been so many great American players over the years that um, I think the rugby world is more um, is more cognizant of American rugby than uh, much of the American public, which is an interesting dynamic. That is interesting. Uh, the, rugby, 
the rugby fans love it but um you know um the 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 great try that america scored against uh, south africa in the the world cup what two three world cups back it's one yeah. of the greatest tries ever seen <laughs> i could i could wax lyrical about that score in fact i, didn't, uh, I saw uh todd clever at uh, an ag's event uh, earlier or was it last year it was one of the last matches of the last season yeah. the only game that austin won and they had a, an official fan viewing in a in a bar on oh yeah yeah fifth street or sixth yeah green, street. green light social the win, the texas the texas cup win over houston still exactly uh, yeah still still the texas cup holders by the way for anybody in houston that listens uh it still stays here it will stay here for at least another year and beyond so we said that on the last podcast as well. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I was, I, he was, I saw him in the bar and it was, uh, you know, I had to stop myself from kind of fanboying and going, oh, you, <laughs> that handoff, that was amazing. Yeah, the stiff, um, the stiff so, arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a stiff arm. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I mean, there's, there's so many, um, you know, America's got a uh, building quite a nice amount of history and um, and folklore on, on the international scale. Um Z and Gwenya was obviously the, the 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 flyer in that game. Yeah. Um, Carlin Isles uh, uh, in the seventh team, yeah. and um, oh, the guy who's uh, his Twitter handle is Speedstick, and I can't remember his name. Uh, is it Perry Baker? Perry Baker yeah. and yeah, so Speed the, Kills. Yeah, the, the seven the, the sevens guys are. There's been some talk recently of them, you know, coming into into MLR. Uh, there was discussion. Uh, of if Carlin Isles would go to any team, who would he go to? And I said, well, uh, Texas, of course, because if people remember back to, uh, what was it, last year, beginning of the season, or be, right at the beginning of like the Austin Herd before the, the AGs came in, before uh, Gilchrist came in and purchased the team, uh, Carlin Isles was at our combine, and we had some great conversations with him, and uh, I think he's got some ties to Texas, so we'd uh, we'd love to see Carlin Isles come here and uh, show off his, his speed skills and, and everything hey alex a lot has been going on uh last week had unfortunately our last home match of the season for the ags we're five weeks left in the season we've got four games uh remaining but uh you know toronto who we hadn't who had we had never beat um we lost two matches to toronto always a tough team came down here and I can I can be honest. Oh, you're at the game. We had the supporters group tailgate party ahead of time. Um, you haven't been around that long, but you've been around long enough to know some of the history. It was the most attended Austin rugby match in the history of the franchise. Um, I I can tell you, it was. I I don't know how it came across on. I know somewhat how it came across on television, but it didn't come across the way that it looked like in the stands because you can only see one side of the stadium. You don't really see the tri zone, which has people sitting all through it. And of course the side where the cameras are on, it was actually, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people that were sitting over there too. So I didn't get a final number, but I'm going to say it was at least 3,500 people that were standing around in all the, in, in the tri zones in the stands. And I can tell you, it was loud. It was a, a raucous environment and I loved it. And it was great to yeah. see just the overall excitement that people have for AG rugby and rugby in general. Uh, it was Pride Night, great stuff. And there was a great game, you know, for us as well. Exactly. It's all set up so beautifully. It's Stronghold Bold. Oh, so I have seen... Oh, who said that? Is that, is that yours? Me. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Will, Hold on. Let me write that, that one out. Stronghold um, Bold. I love Stronghold that. Stronghold Bold. <laughs> because we, so I... Um, uh, I think four or five home games, um, not 
all but one of the home games this season I've been to with my wife and we dragged different people and friends down along and they've all said they're completely hooked without knowing anything about the game. Yeah. Um, the experience, having uh, the um, the One America circuit, world-class facilities, yeah. you know, the um, the stand is great. It's um, with uh, with COVID and the, the, the social distancing, there always seems to have been enough people to make it a good atmosphere, yeah. and a good crowd, and, and and we saw it get busier and busier over the season. Um, I, but the, the 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 product on the pitch has has sold it as much as anything else, really. Yeah, I think I think so. I think the quality of play, uh, what people have been doing, has been fantastic. Obviously, you know, it, the, we lost the first two games of the season by nail by uh, one and two points, basically, uh, which was unfortunate. Um, you know, a couple questionable calls in the San Diego match cost us, especially at the end where a former Austin rugby player had a very cynical foul. Mr. Travis Larson, if you're listening right now, uh, <laughs> brought down the mall as we were, as we were literally getting ready to cross the try line. And for some reason we didn't get a penalty try still kind of bitter about that one. Um, but anyway, uh, great match overall. Um, obviously, you know, we had talked about it leading up to it. Toronto not having the best of seasons. Uh, they've had a tough go of it, right? They've had some injuries that they've been plagued by. They've been playing in Georgia. They haven't been playing at home. Um, you know, they're sharing with ATL at life field over there in Marietta. But, you know, on it, honestly, uh, the game started off and, you know, really uh, Toronto kind of came out quite well uh they they did well to get good ball movement they got first points on the board and i can honestly tell you alex i was a bit concerned <laughs> when they kicked those first penalties a couple minutes into the match i'm like oh like this is going to be one of those matches uh we continued to attack and you know in the first you know, couple phases you know we just kind of seemed to have the same plague of shooting ourselves in the foot inside the 22 inside the five meter like i wish i had a statistic on our conversion percentage inside the 22 and inside the five, because it seemed as though our red zone attack every single time it was a knock on, it was a penalty. It was something like we just had so many missed opportunities early on in the match. And I think that it gave, it gave Toronto a bit of hope. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, well, firstly, I mean, uh, the, the, the the thing that really excited me about the way we started was um the the previous game we were so excited and and fired up and there was no patience or calmness because you you don't yeah. win matches in the first 20 minutes no. um and what i really liked about uh austin against toronto was we looked calm we looked patient we looked like a boxer that was ready for 12 rounds yeah. and wasn't trying to get anything done in the first opening rounds so yeah there was still uh, <laughs> the frustration that the frustration with Austin is um, the last game, for example, it was such a success. So many wonderful things happened and it was such a feel good factor, but there were still so many little mistakes. It could still be so much better. And it's people, you know, you yourself uh, and, and myself, we pick the bones out of these things and we say, Oh, this was frustrating. Yeah. We nearly scored fifty points. Um, <laughs> I know, right? That's 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 the thing. So we, we go into it. Uh, you have uh, convert. You know, you know, Stephen Jones got points on early, 
and it wasn't as though it took us long to come back, right? Like it was eight minutes later, or sorry, five minutes later, uh, Zinzen um, dotted the ball down right in the corner. A great pass by Frank Halat, like good ball movement, good hand movement out from Frank, good offload. Um, and then Bryce as well, got the ball out to Zinzan, scored a try. Um, do go online if you're watching, if you're watching or listening and check out John Denon's uh, photo that he got of Zinzan dotting the ball down. And he was literally right there, zoomed in. It's a great, great photography. Um, there were three bodies on top of oh, him. Oh, yeah. As well. And his He's face like, is on the ball. And yeah. But, you know, that, so it, it was good ball movement. We did well. It put us up five, 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 five three. Uh, conversion was missed, unfortunately, by Kurt Marath on, on the side. Um, and then, obviously, right after that, we come marching back down the field four minutes later. A beautiful mall try by Robbie Kutze. Like we had, like we continued to show good ball movement. And then, you know, that put us ahead. We're doing well. We were up, uh, what was it, uh, 12, yeah, basically 12, 12, 3 at that particular time. And we're like, okay, like, that's not too bad. We're moving the ball along. And then I felt that, 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 20, that 20 to 40 minute mark, right? We just, there was just something. It just was kind of, we were attacking. We had possession. We were moving the ball along but we were just missing key opportunities to really, I don't say, you know, kind of put a nail in it that early, but we could have scored three or four more tries in that, in that time period, that, that, that middle 20 minutes or so right after the water, the hydration break, excuse me, the water break, the hydration break. Exactly. So there's, there's all sorts of facets at play here. I suspect, um, uh, the temperature it was over 100 it was degrees bloody hot it was so exactly. hot. <laughs> See, where, where i come from in wales we play rugby to keep warm yeah right and <laughs> it, so it's just i can't imagine putting that much ex- exertion out in that sort of temperature yeah um uh talk about the water break i must mention one of my favorite moments uh in the match and there were a handful of tiny little things i noticed that just made me feel good inside um it was um uh uh paddy ryan he got uh oh he didn't get stuffed in the scrum before the water break but he didn't win he didn't come out on top and he got a bit mangled and then they had the water break and i could i could see him kind of looking really angry and annoyed (laughs) and simmering for the whole water break (laughs) and the, 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 the the scrum that restarted after the water break boy did he get his revenge he had been simmering <laughs> yeah. all water break going just you wait it's back in that scrum yeah <laughs> exactly just, uh, made a bit of a mess out of him just a, a tiny little sort of subplot that i found very very amusing but that's, that's, that's how you deal with that's how you deal with getting beaten in the scrum you get back straight in it and uh yeah. and turn the tables well, it, it was but, yeah, unfortunate so about patty too like because he did go out injured and we can talk about that. We'll talk about his replacement here in a minute. But it was, you know, he's he went down with a knock as well, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, you know, that's he he was actually having a pretty good match to start off with. Uh, I I did I don't anticipate any in that kind of temperature. I don't anticipate any prop playing a full eighty minutes. Let you know. I know props usually do not play full eighty. Front rowers do not play full eighty. We've had front rowers play the full eighty, but with a hundred degrees, that those front rowers. I mean, I don't really, we only had, we had three guys play full 80 minutes, which is a sight to be seen in the first place. Like granted, you can't switch out 30 players. You can't have a a new 15 come on. So you got to pick and choose, but you know, to have a prop go down early did put a little bit of stress on us later on in the match. By that time, the game was already won, but at the same time it was, you know, it was one of those things that I, I, one of those moments I saw when he went, when Patty went down injured was kind of like, Oh no, like you got to bring LaRome on. 
but Lerome, exactly. Lerome did all right, which we'll talk about in a minute here. But you were saying, okay. yeah, 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 not bad. But you were saying, you were saying a second ago, you're talking about like right after the water break and stuff. And Patty, you know, yeah. was there, what was, what were some key things for you that happened in that 20 minutes that you may have thought like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is, I, I see what they're trying to do, but you know, again, we, we did give up. Um, I get to think here. We, uh, we gave up uh, a try in, in the 35th minute and you know, gave them a little bit more hope, you know, to you know, put it a little bit closer. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, I mean, Toronto, to their credit, they, they turned up with a, you know, like a, their, their back row uh, have been performing. Uh, you know, Lucas, let's get ready to rumble, uh, <laughs> has been like a, a standout performer. Yeah. And um, they, uh, what and I Th- like Thomas about De La Vega, too. He's been, he, he, I mean, he just had a great match. It was uh, um, every time uh, Austin scored, Toronto did not look happy, and they came back firing. And yeah. They didn't always like their red zone. I mean, they they looking back at the game, a lot of the. I mean, there were a lot of handling errors, but I think a lot of them were forced by good defense. There was a lot of stripped balls in tackles. There's a lot of big hits going in. So balls are getting spilled, and you can talk about ball protection, but if you've got two two fifty two hundred and fifty pound guys hitting you at the same time, yeah. You know, balls are going to um, spill out. Yeah. So um, Toronto, they they came, they turned up, and they um, they caused a lot of problems. But um, I think one of Austin's biggest weapons is to let teams come at them because that burnt orange wall, yeah. it just makes it just makes a mess out of people. There was a shot of Lucas Rumble. I think it was only 20 minutes in. He looked like he'd been in a car crash already. <laughs> and for the rest of the match, it was, there was constantly the, the commentators were saying, oh, Lucas is having a tough day at the office. He looked like he was getting absolutely chewed up. Yeah. And that's been the story for all the teams that have, um, certainly the ones that have come to Bold Stadium. Yeah. Obviously, like LA and Utah, kind of, you know, they, they really had the, the upper hand in those matches. But all the other teams have really it's, gone it, through the the. the grinder exactly and i think you know that's one of the things that just in general our defense has been really i mean it's solid we have the number one defense in the league for a reason i think sam harris has done a fantastic job i really think and i'm still going back on this that his days of playing rugby league for manly sea eagles and just the rugby league defensive mentality of that fast pace up it get into the get into the back line get get your opponent on the back foot before they before they can get set and pushing their gain line back which actually was a huge stat for us um that's been that's been key for us in in this entire season i mean they only had um they only had 51 percent of the ball where they had gain line over uh so they you know the the, only half the time that they actually were running the ball did uh, toronto get you know over the gain line 33 percent we actually hit them for a loss at the game line. So we're hitting them 33% of the time, a third of the time we're pushing them backwards. And I think that's from a defensive standpoint was, was fantastic. Uh, obviously, you know, as, as, as the game moved forward, you know, we're getting into, into that first half. You have then, you know, what I consider, you know, one of the best and fastest lines I've seen run in a while for that final try of the first half by Dom Aquina. Uh, I, I feel like Pele Cali just barely hit the hit Dom Aquina right at the line. And Dom, almost like a standstill took off and blew past three people for a try uh, to end off the first half, which was, you know, about a great finish of the first half. You, you know, you have some ups and downs, you let them score, you fire right back and you hit again. And, and that's what really kind of set it off, set it off for me and set it off for us. So that was, that was big. And so half at halftime, what was the score? Uh, 
eight to eight to nineteen eight. Um, and it's like it was still a pretty close match. But man, I, what a bit of a pep talk! Uh, maybe at halftime, <laughs> some some changes that happened. Um, you know, as a style of play, whatever. I mean, you had uh, after that, you had Kyle Breitenbach at the fifty minute mark. You had Damakina on the wing, having just a fantastic you know, uh, a fantastic run as an eight man to beat not one, but two wingers. Uh, you, you, you beat a 13 and you beat an 11 and then you kind of fend off and blow past a 15, you know, uh, and their fullback and score a try again. So I give Dom his second try of the match. And of course, man of the match honors definitely went to Dom Aquino on the day. He had just a fantastic performance, but it was bang, 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 bang. Like we felt like things were really starting to kick up, um, you know, and by that time, they hadn't, you know, they'd had only had one other penalty at the 47 minute mark, you know, and it was like, Oh, okay. That was, uh, it, it wasn't anything. I didn't feel like threatened. Like I was like, we're scoring a lot. Like we're playing really well. The second half is going well. And you know, I was happy about it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Don Aquino, what can you say? Um, it's almost not fair that someone that big should be that fast and also have hands like that. Uh, the try before halftime, what, uh, amazed me and I think um, uh, is worth mentioning is he actually started that play by yeah. uh, uh, the dominant tackle in the backfield. Yeah. So he actually like, was up in that. I think it was the wing that was fielding a ball. Uh, that was yeah, and he, he, cir- he circled back around and had a, basically a great open field tackle again. Exactly. F- forced Monsted them back. Him in the t- yeah. Forced them back. Uh, the ball came up, and he took that, like you say, that line, that little pop pass um, from Pele was perfect. There was no stopping someone who moves that quickly. Didn't even look like it looked like he was standing still, and from standing still to blowing through the line in in no time. Um, Damakina, incredibly fast, four three forty, ridiculous vertical. Um, I think if he wasn't injured earlier in the year he probably would have been another one of the USA along with Zinzan, who was also injured. They probably both would have gotten at least the 41 potential pool play for USA Eagle. I think, yeah, Alex Reese had said it last week, the breakout, like here, waiting for the breakout for Dom Aquina. And he and I were texting throughout the entire match because we were sitting in two different locations. You know, we said, there it is. We called it, you know, Alex called it Dom Aquina breakout of the match. Um, but but we kept playing so and we played really well you know who also played really well Lerome white <laughs> wow the the instant, the instant meme the week before uh the rugby network kind of had their little bit of fun with him talking about how fast you know uh, the prop thinks he is and then he got chased down by bumbling uh, <laughs> bumbling stumbling yeah right there you go uh i think I think Dan Power on the announcement or on the broadcast, he said, you know, the rugby network's going to have a field day with it this week. Uh, we definitely had a field day with it. We loved it. It was fantastic. Lerome White, 80 meters, intercept try. We're talking about a tight head prop, right? 80 meters, intercept try. And he, there were some photos that were taken by Mr. John Denon that, again, didn't even touch. It looks like his feet weren't even touching the ground. He was just floating on air. Uh, and and I believe um, that the uh, one of the doctors, the performance guys who tra- does a lot of the tracking, said that on the day, Lerome White had the fastest uh, uh, miles per hour on the pitch with that. Right. Because he had the most um, open space. And he was, I tell you what, he was cooking. And people who were saying that he... Um, 
you know, 80 meters try. He wasn't touched until like the last five meters. And you had, a, I mean, you had two, you had a center and you had a, their 14 chasing him down. Like and that was no, no small, no small task to get through there. Cause again, it was a hundred degrees on the pitch. <laughs> it was a hundred degrees. So this was the 63rd minute he'd been on since about the 23rd 20, minute. Yeah. 23rd, 24th. So he'd been playing. He'd been he'd been playing. He'd been scrummaging. He had been making himself known in the tight. He had not been gently leaning on rocks and conserving his energy. <laughs> yeah. So in a hundred degrees heat, you've got a two hundred and seventy pound guy, who uh, if you look at the intercept as well, it's so Brilliant. perfect. Red. He, I mean, he, he read it even. Yeah. It's almost one hand casually doesn't even break stride, yeah. and he's off. You yeah. can see his shoulders relax like a sprinter. It's yeah. like he's been coached by Michael Johnson. <laughs> that man was that man was shifting. Yeah. And like you I say, was... they didn't catch him until the very end. And what do you do when you catch him? The guy's two hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> Even if you do catch him, what are you supposed to do? Oh, the one guy, the the center for Toronto. I think it was uh, Stephen Jones. Like he tra- it looked like he was riding him like a surfboard or a you know a bodyboard like into the try zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think I, everyone knew by then. I tell you what, it was a great try and shame. Shame, shame on every single, uh, besides Mr. Alex Corbacero, who gave him the Gillies try of the week because Corbacero is a prop and he knows better. Uh, it should have been the number one try of the week in MLR. Um, you know, the, the Rooney try that they gave for try of the week was, I mean, happy, like he had a, he moved through some defenders, but basically the Atlanta defense was standing still on that try of the week. Lerome White, 80 meters try the week should have been on everything don't even question it come on people that's my exactly. i'll get off my soapbox there for a minute even Don Aquinas should have been voted as a try of the week because he broke away two tackles as an eight and and fended off one for a try on about a 40 meter run so between uh Don Aquina and uh, was I, I had the stat here ball carry meters we had 846 overall Don Aquina had 106 Lerome White 103 love that stat <laughs> tight perfect head, yeah tight head prop at 103 pushing pushing the limits there <laughs> exactly and so I mean so, so I played I played my rugby uh at hooker and uh I the, the last five I played for about 20 seasons um, back home in the UK, uh, very low, low, grass level rugby. Um, but um, the last five seasons I played out in the backs and I realized that once you take away scrummaging and rucking, rugby is easy. <laughs> um, which is why yeah. when you see someone like Lerome White do all that scrummaging, do all that rucking and still put in an eight, uh, 103 meters, pfft, yeah in 100 degree heat yeah, that's crazy how many uh, while we're on the subject though i'm go for it. I must just i'm so worried that hugh roach's try is going to get overlooked because it was all so beautiful from broken it play was, you have if you if you look at it carefully he knows the, the cover's coming he gives a little dummy inside pop and then a goose step to, to give him the space to pop in at the corner yeah that, that, that was a good was, number, that was a good 30 40 meters on that try too uh let's see what did he wrote exactly. Hugh had yeah, so he had on th- so the Rome's hundred and three meters were on five carries. Hugh had fifty three on three carries. Um, that, those are some big numbers from your forwards. <laughs> like, I'm not, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, is it, I mean, so going back to if we're gonna be really fussy because this is a this is a this is a very good Austin team. Yeah, it could be great, and I think you and I are both kind. You know, we we supporters and fans, and we want to cheerlead and everything. But if we're gonna um, and just the frustration of being critical. Only one try was scored by a back. 
Yeah. Um, and Zinni's try was a forwards try. He yeah. had to put his head down and push to make yeah. that score. Exactly. Um, Robbie Kutze, yeah, Robbie Kutze had his try, and then you had uh, and Kyle Breitenbach. I'd, as you're saying, beautiful and I'll, and I'll ball jump in. from Ky- Kyle had a fan. I mean, that that was as flat as you can get. <laughs> questionably, questionably <laughs> flat. I was I had flat a bad flat. angle. I yeah, it was, a, it was a bad angle, so it looked it looked flat for us. Uh, <laughs> so I was, I was like, we don't really have that. It was very, it was very, 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 very flat. Um, but Kyle also had runs in the first half that I don't want to have overlooked because he also fended off a couple and just Kyle when he when he came back to us earlier in the season he had his games I don't think he was in full match fitness Kyle now is in match fitness and Kyle played I'm pretty sure he played the full 80 uh as I'm going back and trying to look at my stats real quick here uh, I'm pretty sure that he played the full 80 on the match and I tell you what he um yeah he played full 80 Cam Dodson and Dom Dom Makina well actually we had I didn't realize we had five people so uh Kyle Brighton Buck Dom Makina Kurt Morath Connor Mooneyham and Bryce Campbell all played the full 80 uh that's a it's a I mean that's it's a force, especially when three of them are your forwards. But Kyle had just, I mean, I think that he was just solid on the day. Um, we'll we'll get overlooked yeah. by other things, but I think his performance, his fitness is is doing really well. So yeah, but going back yeah, to absolutely. Hugh Roach's try, like I, like he said, um, it was for people were like, oh, he was offside. It's like it was actually broken play. Like they had yeah. they had broken away. So there's you know every he was retreating, retreating. And he just read it right. Like they, he's like, well, we're all retreating, but, and that comes with knowledge of somebody who's been playing for a long time, who's played at the high level super rugby. Um, and he came on, uh, unfortunately for, for Robbie Kutze, who um, will be out this week uh, because of uh, concussion protocol. Uh, so Robbie did get knocked out. He was HI, you know, we don't have an HIA protocol in MLR, which I think will change for next year. Um, that question came up in the San Diego match as well. That lot, that's controversy right there. So, with that, he will be out this week, which brings in uh, uh, the returning player, uh, Mr. Uh, Brendan Rams. Um, we'll, again, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about those here in, ju- in just a few minutes. But uh, but yes, you know, I think Hugh had a good game coming on. Like he played, you know, solid 37 minutes and, you know, had some good runs, had, had some big hits. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he had a hit on one of the guys. And I just felt like he I, I want to say it was on Lucas Rumble, if I remember correctly. Uh, but one of the one of the loose forwards i have to go back now one of the loose forwards picked the ball up uh and hugh roach absolutely murdered him yeah <laughs> for better uh, terms he's, he, so he was uh, he was really good in the the first uh, couple of home games that i saw him because i remember thinking i wasn't quite sure about uh, whether i preferred uh, kutsia to him yeah. uh, and then you know kutsia has just been outstanding um but uh, all action um and clearly uh, Mr. Roach knows what to do with the ball in hand. It's actually a good piece of redemption as well because Austin had an attacking lineout yeah. um, just before that play, which miscommunication, tiredness, whatever, it was all a bit of a shambles. Yeah. It was an overthrow and the opportunity was lost. But literally a minute later, uh, in fact, you might well have been kind of tracking back <laughs> tracking from back that from lineout that, yeah. when, when the when the ball popped up and uh boy did he take advantage yeah. but again you know i know he didn't play the full match but in that uh in that heat uh, after all that scrummaging and all those big hits to be able to show a turn of pace and the, and to the be the winger brain yeah. and to to know that you've got to try and distract the guy to try and keep him off your tail to buy the space to go in at the corner uh, i was uh i was up and dancing when i saw him yeah i mean he, th- he threw a bit of a dummy which which really helped out there too so it's like 
he like kind of looked back. You could see him go, okay, do I have support? Uh, and then took off. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, on on the day, it was it was a solid a solid performance. I I am a dis- little bit disappointed in two of the tries that in the two tries that we gave up. One in the uh, I'll have to go back and look. One in the 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 two Soleil try that we gave up in the thirty fifth minute. Um, they had a bit of an overload, but uh, I think we just uh, I think it was either I think Bryce Campbell bit in a little too early and didn't didn't stay flat out and, and it's kind of a wide open gap you could have drove an 18 wheeler through that excuse me mm-hmm. um and then I think the last one for me uh, the Lesage one was a good try in the 70th but in the 78th when Richardson scored it was a good try for them it was good ball movement for them but I feel like we just got again overloaded on one side tackling was a little bit off and it wasn't really I don't know. That was just my opinion. It, so. Yeah, it was the, the 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 last one was the best backs move of the game. It was beautiful yeah. from from the set piece first phase with the um, yes. um, looping round to the left. It was it was it yeah, was, was a just a, a joy to watch. But I mean, at that point, the game was one tired legs I, in the. Heat. I think everybody was tired because I think Richardson but came yes. on. I want to say. He came on in the 65th minute, so he was he was only on for 15. Well, was it by the time he scored, he was only on for uh, 13 minutes, so he was fresh. Uh, <laughs> right, had, but it was um, it was typical of the kind of back play that Toronto had kind of been yeah. showing all season. Really, they were um, the, certainly the pre-match commentators were saying this is a, a Toronto team when the backs, you know, they. When they link up, yeah. When they link up, they play really, really well. I think that's been kind of the unfortunate thing for them is, um, you know, it's just not. Unfortunately, I think Toronto is pretty much out of the playoff hunt now. They've got to have some pretty miraculous things happen in order to uh, to get up into the top two. Um, Final score of the match, obviously, as we get down to it, forty seven twenty one. With that's some big numbers. Finally, finally, I think that we are starting. I think I think Pete Steinberg stated on MLR kickoff, where Austin is starting to find they're starting to click. Um, you know, which is which come down the home stretch. That's what we need. We need things. You know, it's better to be good down the home stretch uh, as you're getting towards the playoff push than to than to peak early. You know, uh, Alex mm-hmm. Reese. We we did the uh, the picks of the, what the scores were. Alex said it's going to be eighteen fifteen. It was a little bit off, <laughs> which we joked about. Um, I, I I called it. I said, uh, because that Texas heat, uh, we're going to put up some big numbers. And I said that Toronto had been struggling. I said 31-17. Obviously, I was still off by 16 points. <laughs> 16 points plus, plus for us and four for Toronto. But hey, I, I'm happy that we won. Uh, good good match overall. We And we get ready to uh, to come into the big week here. Traveling. All the rest of the games are travel games. So... It's going to yep. be it's going to be interesting. Exactly. And Austin have been a uh, mixed bag on the road so far for Austin. Um, obviously, uh, Utah didn't go great. Um, yeah. I think, was it uh, rugby New York we went to and pulled yeah. out a win? Uh, was that uh, New, New, Nola. New England? No, Nola. Uh, Nola, we, Nola, we pulled out a, a win at the at the pretty much at the death. That was the kick by Roderick Waters and the right. uh, kick to Roderick Waters in the try zone for try and and literally the, yes. li- uh, the whistle uh, lost uh, lost uh, at the very end to New England um, at New England. So you know our our away record is not great. Uh, I believe if I go back here, I believe it's one in three. Um, so that's yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, yes, one and three away record. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, two and so two, two and two and three, two and three. So. so it'll be interesting to see how we get on with this uh, the road stretch. Um, I think 
like you say, it's we're not playing well. Yeah, we're not playing as well as we can do. There's so much room for improvement. Yeah. The fact that we are almost putting 40 points on good teams, we're not. I mean, so you know, um, it's the most points that Toronto's ever given up in a match, though. By the way, exactly. And we made their back, their exciting, you know, potent backline. We stifled them. Honestly, yeah. Bryce Campbell is such a defensive rock. In yeah, it's not just what he does; it's the way he marshals everyone else around him, snuffles everything out. It's awesome to watch and you just get the feeling that if this Austin team can keep fit and healthy and keep their tails up and go on the road the pack will compete with absolutely everyone yeah. and now we're seeing some signs of life from the back line the two it's uh, it's all very exciting <laughs> it is I think it's you know when you have a forward pack play like we've been playing and we've been saying it all year a forward pack has been uh your favorite you know the the uh, the dark knight uh, Mr. McLean Jones, uh, been playing phenomenal. Cam Dodson is filling in extremely well when we need to rest Sebastian DeChavez, when we need to rest Isaac Ross. The fact that Domikina is now getting better. Uh, I've, I've heard that Mo Abdominan is not actually out for the season. There's a chance that he may be back before the end of the year, which is great. Oh, great. We'll, we'll see. I mean, any more in the loose forwards, it really helps. We had a huge signing last week that was finally announced um both well, sorry we had two we've had four signings um that we can talk about finally one Lockie McCaffrey uh let, let's talk about you know we'll, let, let's let's shift real quick and talk about these these quick signings and I don't know how much you know about him but Lockie McCaffrey is you know he played six uh for the Brumbies however he, he normally plays, he's typical, he plays eight. He likes to play eight. He was playing over in Japan. He's now coming to us. Uh, he was supposed to be here a little while ago, but visa issues, which unfortunately uh, <laughs> happened. Uh, I've been chatting with him for quite some, a couple, couple weeks, a couple months now about coming over. Um, but, you know, he played, you know, he, he played, uh, he was played six, normally an eight, uh, which is good because he's a big, he's a big dude. Um, but he was behind uh, Pete Samu. At the Brumbies at eight. So you have, you're behind a wallaby, uh, just a little bit unfair. Um, but I think, you know, Lockie is going to be a big addition. I don't know if he's going to be in the lineup this week. Uh, I would anticipate him to be in the lineup this week to get some game time in. Um, but you've got Kyle Breitenbach, who's playing extremely well. McLean Jones, like uh, Don Bailey is going to be coming back from injury soon. Michael DeWall finally got back on the pitch from injury this past week. And, you know, again, all of these guys, our injuries, like we have, we, we had them, we had Zinni out, we had Frank Halai who was injured, Roger, all these guys who were injured are now starting to come back, which is good for us while, you know, as we get ready to get into the part where, uh, luckily for us, we only have one game where we don't have uh, our, the, our USA Eagles and our Canadians um, and that, you know, we'll, so we'll lose Cole Davis, uh, Regan O'Gorman, um, Bryce Campbell, um, uh, Ruben de Haas are the only ones. And we may lose Will McGee now, depending on if Will gets back from injury in time because of what happened to AJ McGinty uh, over in his last game with, with sale. Um, and so he got hurt and he's out. So they may need to put, call up Will if he's not injured, but either way, we're getting guys back because of the injuries, because of what happened. Uh, unfortunately, Mason Coke is out. Uh, Mason Cook is out for the rest of the season uh, with a knee injury. Um, so that happened. So we called up, Brendan Rams. Ramsey, uh, we we're so glad to have him back. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you know much about Ramsey, but he is probably Major League Rugby's biggest character. Uh, he is, oh, he's, he's a great dude. He is in 
peak physical fitness. I challenge anybody to be in better physical fitness than Brendan Rams is. That guy is just a workaholic. Um, it'll be exciting to see. I'm pretty sure he'll be with the team this week because Robbie Kutsier will be out um, with uh, concussion protocol. And so we'll probably start Hugh Roach and then have Ramsey come off the bench. Um, and then, of course, uh, Phil Hansen uh, at Prop, who is a, who's a Hun, uh, Texas A&M guy. He's coming in now. Um, he got to call up again. We have Patrick Coleman, also another Hun, who has never, was his first, he got called up from the Huns to get on the, the, the training squad. He's playing. I don't know if he's going to get some time, but I, keep an eye out for this guy. I watched him play with the Huns this year. He has potential to be a really great loose forward in MLR. I think, I think he's got, he's one of those guys who's just now starting to understand the game again, like most Americans, you don't play till later in life, but he's just now starting to get into that mindset where he's going to be a great player. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you know, we, those, I think that was it. Phil Hansen, Lockie McCaffrey, uh, Brendan Rams. And I, I feel as though there's something, Oh, and uh, Patrick Coleman. So there's four. Yeah, four people that we've we've brought in in the past week. I thought there was a fifth, but maybe my mind is slipping. I wish we had one more <laughs> signing. Like I like people were talking about bringing other players over who were playing in Japan or in the Premiership. I feel as though we like we need one more like you know back line player to fill in for Bryce Campbell when he's out. <laughs> like we need a, like a center. Like Frank, you got Frank Halai and Ned can play there, but I feels like where you that's going to become maybe an issue for us in in the one game that we're off. It's like where do we play people? Um, Mm. we'll see well this is it so i mean it's it's hard to remember this is a very new team really i mean yeah. last season we only won one game this season now we're talking about potential playoffs and yeah to be honest from, from the home form you've got to think there's a, a good reason to be confident but these people have only been playing for, with each other for like a handful of games at this point yeah. well, i'm exactly. still i'm still not entirely sure what our best backline would be. I know Zinni was playing fly half last season. Yeah. Um, much as I would love to see him get the ball all the time. Yeah. Um, I think he's. I think he's uh, better Kurt, as a, at a fifteen or an or a fourteen. Um, but yeah, I think Kurt. Mur I, go ahead. You, I'll let you say your Kurt. What you were talking about, Kurt Morath. I felt the second ago at at, at ten. Kurt Morath has kind of been a rep. So um, I loved um, um. Oh, who's the guy who's playing fullback uh, at the weekend? Um, oh, Mac Mason. Mac Mason. So I liked when he was playing fly half earlier yeah, in the yeah. season. In the loose, brilliant runner, electric. Yeah. Did uh, did all the basics really well. Um, but Maratha just brought in, like I say, Austin was just too hot-headed, too impatient, too uh, excitable and making too many mistakes. Kurt came in at 10, cool, calm head, chilled everything out. Everything's you no know, easy, relaxed. Yeah. And that has really spread through the team, I he think. Did, he distributed so I, the ball really well. He has been distributing the ball really well at, at 10, which I think is really great. Yeah, the pass to Brayton Bark was just where he delayed it, let the guy run past and... I, that comes with experience. We'll call a flat line. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. flat line. Um, um, but uh, uh, I think Zinni is such a physical player. I'm always reluctant to have my fly half getting involved with the rough stuff, and yeah. he loves the rough it, stuff. Zinni um, loves so to fullback. Yeah, he he likes to break tackles. I I think having it'll be interesting because at the beginning of the season we played. Um, we had Kurt Morath at ten. We had Mac Mason at twelve when because Ned Hodson was out um, with injury, and then you had Will McGee at fullback. I think with Will having the injury right now, it puts us in a different position. Is do you play Zinni at fifteen? Do you play Zinni at fourteen? 
Um, and because you got Connor Mooney him at 11. Um, I, I would love to see Frank Halai out at 14 at his, at his original natural position that he's played his entire career. But I think we need somebody to fill that 13 spot where Frank can just barrel over. I mean, Frank had 73 meters carried again because Frank he's it's Frank the tank. So, you know, it makes it easy for everybody to do, <laughs> do that. Yeah. And he's a, he's not just a one dimensional player either. He's got good distribution. He's got nice hands. Like you said earlier, the, the little offload pass um, to, to Dom was just delightful. Yeah. Um, um, and uh yeah, so this back line, I don't think, I don't know whether it's a strength or a weakness that it doesn't have like any, if you if you know the team that you were your best team, you put it out all the time, there's always a chance if someone gets injured and then you think, oh, now we're not as good a side. When there is that fluidity and that kind of, you know, people are competing for different places and options, I think sometimes it brings a much more a heightened sense of um, focus and concentration because people aren't relaxed into that settled, oh, I'll definitely be playing. Playing 12 or yeah. anything like that. So I think it's a strength as much as a weakness. And there's a lot of competition. I mean, you've got Roderick Waters who, you know, again, he's, he's still there. Uh, I, I think he has had a bit of a knock and which is why he, he hasn't been on the pitch, but when he gets on the pitch, he's just a threatening runner and you just, he barrels yeah, over people. So, yeah. Right. So um, obviously this week coming up, we've got Seattle um last game uh we we put up 42 15 they came down here to austin we put a hurt on them they've seattle's changed though the past couple weeks like his i don't think it's the same seattle team that we that we played when they came they've got a new coach which is the former coach for who was gonna be the coach for dallas uh so they're kind of settling around that um you know the form for seattle they've lost four in a row but they have lost close matches it hasn't been a blowout um you know they should have they should have beat utah uh, at the very end there um but you know I, I think seattle you know we've never won in seattle um it's a it's a big road trip you know it's a four hour or three and a half hour flight up there so it's a long trip to get up there so i think that you know there's a lot of yeah seattle's a good team i think they're starting to change things around they're getting things organized for them uh, we need to win and we need a bonus point win and that's just kind of how it how it is um yeah Exactly. So Seattle, uh, two-time champs not so long ago, lost the coach. Uh, I don't know if the personnel has changed hugely. So we're still looking at a very good team that's perhaps a little bit rudderless. Yeah. I think at home, they're going to want, and like I say, they, they're probably frustrated as hell yeah. at the moment for having lost so many close games. So it's going to be a big challenge. Starfire is uh, a hard place I, to play. It's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. a tough place to play. So that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but uh, you one never of the know. things I'm really, I'm really curious to find out about this uh, Austin team is obviously heat and sunshine, hard grounds, wonderful, beautiful, yeah. no problem. What's it like when the rain's coming in sideways and the wind's blowing? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, do you? Do, do you does your pack scrummage quite as well on a, on a on a, a wet turf and, um, and so turf many... too actually like astro turf like it's not you know or sports turf or right. whatever it is it's not grass so right okay so there's all these uh, you know um variables that are going to make it a fascinating battle if it was me and it's not me clearly but um if it was me i would just tell the forwards i'd say look nine man rugby for the first half let's batter them let's see what they've got guaranteed they're not going to be bigger than us guaranteed they're not going to be tougher than us yeah because no one is let's get all those dry let's have the attacking line outs it's almost you Bet your house on Austin driving over from the line out. Um, I hope so. Nine, nine man rugby for the first half. See how it goes. Uh, let and just 
uh, like a boxer would just sound someone out in the first couple of rounds. Just yeah. see what they've got. Don't show your heart. Your, your Don't cards play your cards early. all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Austin are in that beautiful position where their pack can just mix it with everyone. Um, they'll fly around in the loose as well. The back row will just be everywhere. Yeah, I think nine man rugby to maybe build a, a a comfortable lead for the first half, and then the second half, you know, going at halftime, have the chat, understand what where their weaknesses are, what's good, what's not good, and do more of the same. But um, my fear is that this Austin team will just be uh, too eager to try and put on a show with the backs, yeah. when it should be a case of we've got the forward platform, the forwards win you games, the backs decide by how much. Yeah, let's let the big guys up front go to work, let them enjoy themselves, and and the, the backs should uh, you know get enough possession to be able to make things work in in the second half and close out. Yeah, I think it's it's a good one for us. It's a good, it's a good test. We still have the number one defense in the league right now. There's a lot of exciting things going on with that. Um, we give up a try every 41.7 minutes. It's a, that's, that's amazing, right? That's an amazing stat right there. Um, lots of great, exciting things going on. Uh, it, it's going to be good. Matt, you want to give a score prediction for us? Uh, oh, I know, right? Uh, so I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be close. I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for 28-22 to... Uh, our heroes in burnt orange. There you go. Well, it'd be white actually, since it's an away match. So. White away strip. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I actually was thinking the same thing. I'm actually going to go 28 10. I'm going to, uh, the, that, that wall stays 28 10. We're going to put it on them. It's going to be a good one. Uh, hey, if you're a local, you're here locally, you can go to, I believe it's at the pub, is where the, the supporters' watch party is. Uh, also, this weekend up at Round Rock Multi Purpose Complex is Bloodfest. 28 or 82 teams are going to be there. It's a sevens tournament. It's a great time. Lots of fun and excitement out there. Uh, Alex, I know that you um, may not know this because I give Alex Reese a hard time every week, but uh, you can get all of our supporters gear, our Gagroniac gear, uh, at the rugbyshop.com forward slash collections forward slash Austin Rugby supporters. Uh, man, really loved having you on this one. It's a good time. Um, yeah, appreciate appreciate the, the banter. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Anytime you fancy a chat, if anyone else uh, uh, <clears throat> decides that you know um, they have other things that they need to be doing and you need a last-minute call-up, you know my number. We appreciate it. Follow us on Austin Rugby Supporters on all of our social media. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, until next time, that's Alec Kalpa. Kalpa? Kalpa? I say it right? Kalpa. I'm Dustin Zare, and we'll see you on the pitch. Bye.